Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode 117. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast. Learn jazz piano without all the guesswork. Now, your host, Brendan Lowe. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, where we have one mission, that is to help as many interested people around the world learn and improve at jazz piano by providing structured and organized jazz piano education. My name is Brendan Lowen. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy you decided to tune in and listen. So I'm your host. This is going to be episode number 117. This is going to be gospel reharms you can start using today. So these are all going to be very, very simple, but very effective reharms you can start adding into your playing today. And they're a lot of fun. Recently, I just played this piece called Recover by Gene Moore. And uh, I actually had tr- I had to transcribe it so um, <laughs> off the album because there was no chart. And listening to these gospel reharms, uh, you know, I was, I was listening to the first eight bars, 16, 32 bars. And I was like, oh, this is pretty easy. And then as it got uh, a little further, I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> so I thought it'd be fun to do an analysis of the chart and give you guys uh, some explanation and analysis into the gospel reharm stuff. Now, gospel and the changes in harmony gets much, much more advanced into that type of uh, world, I should say, and gospel players who've grown up in church playing that kind of music, I mean, you know, they're going to (laughs) be just like 10 times uh, better than I am, you know, but I definitely have, uh, you know, experience with this kind of stuff and I can definitely help you um, in, in you know, a little bit. So um, that's going to be what I'm going to be doing in this episode, but just, I don't know, listening, I feel so, uh, what's the word? Uh, humbled by those players, you know, because it's just, it's, it's not jazz, you know, it's complete, it's almost completely different. Whoops. My screensaver is going here. I gotta, uh, I gotta shut this off, but yeah, it's not jazz, you know, it's completely different type of, um, cues, you know, um, harmonic movements, uh, just different things. It's just a whole different world and, and keyboardists and pianists, you know, like, um, Jermaine Griggs is the uh, founder of Hear and Play. Uh, I love his stuff. And, uh, you know, people have grown up in a church and listening to gospel movements and stuff like that. It's just, oh, it's, it's fantastic. But, and I do believe everyone should uh, learn, you know, about gospel movements and just uh, because there's so much you can do with them. Like there's so many types of reharm movements you can do and add into jazz. It's fantastic. So with that being said, um, a couple more things I want to let you guys know. I meant to get the link, but I guess I don't really need it. But the interview I did with on the <clears throat> uh, Musicality podcast, uh, which is another great uh, musical podcast run by uh, Christopher, that's going to be released March 29th. So I will, uh, let me see, will that be? Well, I guess I'll mention it in the next episode for everyone listening out there. Uh, I will give you a link. I'll probably put the link in the show notes um, this episode or the next episode. I'll mention it again next episode. That way you can go check out the interview uh, that Christopher does with me. And it's about education. It's about musical education. It's about, I, I also mentioned uh, obviously a lot about my my opinions and my um, structure and approach into teaching jazz, what my vision and my mission is with Jazz Piano School, which a, a lot of you probably know. But if you're just finding the podcast right now, it'd probably be cool to check that out. There's a lot of great information on his podcast too. So be sure to go check out his podcast, listen to um, you know all the different episodes he has on there. His podcast is all about music, so it's not just jazz. It's all different types of jazz. I mean, it's all different types of music, classical, jazz, different types of ways you can improve at music. It's just all about music. Uh, It's not jazz specific, but I'm sure you can get a lot out of listening to his podcast as well. 
The other thing I'm excited about is that we're the the custom website is coming along for um, Jazz Piano School. Again, it's taken a long time, but it's going to be well be worth it because once we get this structure set up, we're going to be too, uh, able to really tweak it, um, nail down some details. But again, we're going to have a, um, a rewarding system, badges, progress bars, uh, practice, interactive practice calendar to hold you guys accountable for practicing. Uh, and, and again, it's just if you've been on to other online jazz piano sites, I'm not going to name my competitors out there, but uh, they know who they are. And, uh, you know, this this platform that we are building is is it's not going to be jazz piano school is not just going to be courses. OK, it's not going to be courses anymore. It's not just going to be education. It's it's going to be more than that. It's going to be a complete experience. And that's what I wanted to go for with our new website is to is to not just be like here, learn how to play jazz. I want you to be immersed in in the education and that was my goal with this new custom website and as we grow at once we, like i said once we have it we can take your guys's opinions we can build in new stuff it's going to be much easier to add features add benefits and again we're going to be building an app we're going to be moving into helping teachers right a lot of uh, teachers out there may want to use the software to help teach their students. That's where we're going into as well. So, oh God, there's just so many possibilities uh, for all the teachers out there, for all the students out there. If you just wanted to learn, use it to learn, right, to practice, we're going to have practice tools on there, um, different things that are going to help you, flashcards, practice backing tracks, videos. Uh, you can actually play with me and things like that with the videos, different tempos, different speeds. Um, all the iReal Pro tracks are going to be on there um, that are going to be involved with the exercises that I've created right in jazz piano school we have three thousand over three thousand four hundred practice exercises so we're gonna have backing tracks for all of those you can use and i i got the uh the go ahead from uh, massimo's the creator of irel pro to go ahead and use those in the site which is fantastic so ah i'm just excited i'm excited about this we have our singers accompanying specialty course coming out and hopefully we're supposed to be set for March. Uh, a couple things got delayed, obviously, like every every time. <laughs> but we're really, really pushing hard for uh, April to uh, release our singers, how to accompany singers course. It's going to be fantastic. And man, I'm just excited about that. So uh, let me see. I think there's just so much going on. I, I don't know. Sometimes I don't have a lot of uh, stuff to say. Uh, I'm doing a lot of painting. If you guys see paint on my hands, I'm sorry about that. I guess they're not too bad. I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> but that's that's why you might see that paint on my hands. I've been painting and trying to fix up my walls a little bit, make my, my, uh, my apartment a little bit better. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's what's going on. I got a lot, a lot of fun, interesting things going on. And for all the members out there that are current members, we're going to be improving the site right now, uh, the way it is and adding backing tracks until we get that custom website up. So we do have a lot of, um, progress and improvements adding to the lab, new upgrade formulas, new artist highlights we're adding and, uh, new, new gig analysis videos. Um, one of our staff members has a gig at Lincoln center. He's doing, I got a couple gigs I'm doing as well. We're going to be adding those in. So just so much great information. And I'm always happy to help you guys as much as possible. So uh, I think that's it. So you'll want to get the practice uh, podcast, excuse me, the practice materials for this episode, which is the chart um, of this tune in order to uh, follow along with my analysis. Okay, you want to do that first. Go to jazzpianoschool.com forward slash podcast. 117 and you get that and for all the members out there you can go into the podcast members area inside the lab and grab the uh the pdf of the sheet okay so uh with that being said let's uh let's dive right in
All right, so gospel has so many amazing different types of movements. Now, obviously, you can see, hopefully, you're following along in the sheet right now. Hopefully, you've grabbed the, the, the chart. Is We start in the key of C. Very, very simple. And there's a nice slow pulse that the piano player is doing. It just starts out with just pulse and, um, excuse me, pulse, just piano and voice. So... Now, the first, very first chord, the D over C, I want you to take note of. That in itself is a nice reharm. If you have to create an intro, if you have to create outros, any sort of time you're just sitting on a C chord, <clears throat> going to the two major over the one, such a beautiful sound. Like, listen to this. Right? You can improvise with that. You can play around with that. If you want to create a more a softer atmosphere, you can play it up here in the high-end register. Right? It can be an intro. It can be an outro. There's this... There's amazing things you can do with that one simple reharm that we have here. It's not really a reharm, but again, uh, just this chord change that you can use is definitely more of a gospel chord change. Um, I've heard it in um, a lot of movie music too. It's a very, very nice change, the major two over the one. Now, in the fourth measure, we get a new chord that's very, very gospel as well. Now, the, the first four measures all have a C pedal, right? So we move to the D, back to the C. Now, in the fourth measure, we have our two minor seven flat five over the C. This is a very, very gospel sound that you're going to hear. So here we go. Here's our C chord. Right? Listen, right? I love this. This is so beautiful. There's such beautiful, beautiful sounds in gospel, right? That just grab your soul. You know, I mean, that's these changes are used, obviously, in faith, in, in, in churches and things like that. And for the right reason, right? Because they grab at your heartstrings, your soul. They're trying to move you and, and uplift you, right? Uplift your spirit, like hit home, right? So listen to these. Now, all this is, is a minor seven flat five chord, the two minor seven flat five chord over the one, right? So I have a C pedal and I have my minor seven flat five. This is such a beautiful chord. Now, if you add in the natural nine, it's gonna be beautiful as well. Here's my natural nine, or if you just play it as a inversion. I actually, they're, they're two completely different. Don't, don't, um, those are two completely different sounds. Okay. I don't want you to, I don't want to underplay the difference between adding the nine and just using inversion. Cause I said, oh, you can use either or, but actually each one of them gives a very, very distinct sound. This is definitely a beautiful sound, but it's completely different than taking out the, excuse me, if I put the nine on top here, maybe. That's very, very different than this, right? Or if I do this or this, right? So very, very different. Now, for the most part, gospel tends to stick to uh, inversions, right? Triads and inversions. So there's not many, many extensions actually going in. The nine is very commonly used. The sharp 11 is commonly used. But again, you don't get chords like, like this, right? Altered is used a lot for sure. Um, you know, your you probably wouldn't get this flat nine, sharp eleven, 
13, right? That's just, that's a jazz chord, right? Uh, by tradition, gospel is more hymnal, right? It's more hymns that came out of that uh, using a triad. So here's our minor two, seven flat five again. Just keeping it the way it is without that nine is beautiful by itself. So be sure to use and experiment with both of these. Now, again, like I said, with the reharm purposes for this, if you're playing a, a tune, like a jazz tune, a ballad, right? You can, let's say you're going from the one major seven, right? Again, in gospel, I'm used to using a C major triad, but in jazz, you'd probably have the major seven there. Right? We can create this like kind of a... Um, this floaty, air, like airy atmosphere before we go into our ballad, you know, whatever that may be. You know, maybe if you're playing My One and Only Love, right? Oh, sorry. Right? So to create your intro for that, right, you may have this. And then maybe you add on the natural nine in the last chord there, right? And then you go into your into your ballad. So amazing, amazing chord there. The two minor seven flat five over the one. Now we're gonna get into more ways you can use this a little bit later. Now, the other cool thing about gospel reharms, okay, or I should say changes in general, is that they like to use. Um, the harmonies I'm speaking of, the harmonies like I'm saying, I'm putting them in like a personal, <laughs> like persona, right? I'm, har I'm, I'm persona, what's the right word? No, well, you get what I mean. But, right, they like to use, the harmonies like to use a chord over the F sharp, okay? Excuse me, over the third. So in this case, we have a D major triad over the, th over the third. You're gonna get so many triads over their own thirds, like C major triad over the third, G major triad over the B over the third, right? So you might have or the same thing, walk down to the A minor, right? G over B, right? You hear the difference there? So if I play that progression I just played for you, that was just a sample I was giving you. C major, this is not in the chart, right? I'm just making this up here. Five over the third, right? So basically I have this bass note. And if I take triads, diatonic triads, I can create harmonies that move with the bass note. So instead of going to B minor here, that's gonna sound funky. I wanna keep it more solid, more tonic, right? More tonic town, so I'm gonna take tonic sound, so I'm gonna take my five chord, right? I put that over the third of the chord. See that? Then we're into our, we're just a regular six minor chord. Okay, now here, instead of playing a five chord, right, that sounds kind of bland, we take our one chord. Okay, now this isn't the example I'm telling you about, but still it's an example of taking a triad and placing it over a different note in the triad. So I'm not placing it over the third, but I'm placing it over the five. Right, essentially that is a one chord, but since we're on the five, we play it like here, and it creates a sus sound with the G, right? But essentially you can think of it as C over G. So we have this. Right, so now we have our D chord over the F sharp. Our bass note is our F sharp. And then we can go to our four chord here. We can have a regular four. We could have a major sound there for the four is very nice. Going down to our three, we can have our C, right? And then here a D, right? We can just play our D minor triad. 
Okay. And a lot, again, that some of that stuff wasn't my point, but again, having these triads over the third. So in our chart, in the fourth line down, excuse me, the second line down, we go from our C Now again, instead, it's like the same progression. Instead of keeping the D chord with the C in the bass, all the, the composer here is doing is taking the D chord but putting the third in the bass. Right? You hear the difference in the sound? So instead of the D over C, we have this. Okay? Now on the third and fourth measure, this is just a simple walk down. This is a very beautiful sound, the flat seven sharp 11, right? So in the key of C, we have B flat seven, with a sharp 11 and you can add in the 13 here as well. So we got our two chord walk down, two chord over. So the bass note just moves here. This is a very, another uh, very traditional gospel reharm kind of thing, movement. So you keep your two minor, but the bass moves down to the seven. And then we finally, we get to this flat seven sharp 11. You should really harness and develop a relationship with the sound. Again, if you're creating intros and outros, a lot of people will vamp from the one going to the flat seven sharp 11. It's a very common sound. You should really, really mess around with that and develop the relationships so you understand that sound. So that's going to be the next one. Now, as we move through the chart, I'm going to pick out, I'm going to point out a couple uh, new things here. Essentially, we have our one chord on line three again, uh, the fifth measure, going to our D over C again. Now we go to the, instead of one, back to the one, again, a small reharn movement you can add in any sort of situation. Instead of playing the one chord, play the one chord over the five. It's going to open it up. It's going to broaden the sound, right? So instead of doing this, going to the D, back to the C, that's what was done in the first system, right? The first line. But now the composer puts the G in the bass and it opens up the sound. Listen to this. One, two, three, D. Now we go to the five. Oh, you hear that? I love it. I love it. Listen to that sound. It's powerful. Do you hear the strength and the power by putting that five in the bass note with the uh, C over top? It just opens it up. It's like, oh, where are we going, right? Now listen to this next change. All right. So again, instead of having the minor, the two minor seven flat five over the one, right, which we did in the fourth measure of the first line, okay, we have the two minor seven over the four. Now, essentially, all this chord is is an F minor six chord, right? Now, this is the four minor, okay? Uh, my girlfriend and I, she's in music. We uh, we 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 uh, coined this the four minor chord, the Ari chord. I don't know if probably a lot of you guys don't mention the. I shouldn't even be bringing this up, but again, you know, we will be watching <laughs> The Bachelor at times, and every time on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, you know, when I do catch a couple episodes with her, you know. Uh, they're they're always using the four minor because why? Because it pulls at the heartstrings, right? Like listen to that. Does that does that not sound like love, right? Right? So that is that chord represents that feeling. 
right? Of kind of like love, longing, you know, connection. And so, and again, it's like that soul. It's a soul chord, right? It cuts deep into your soul. So you can either think about this as a minor seven flat five chord, right? Two minor seven flat five chord or over the four, if that's easiest for you. Or you can just think about it as a purely an F minor six chord. I would, I'd prefer you think of it as just an F minor six chord because you can take the four minor and use it a lot of different ways if you think about it with the root just being F. So I can play a purely F minor chord here. I can play an F minor six chord. I can play an F minor major chord, right? And that's basically the nine of our two minor seven flat five chord, right? But if I think about it as F minor major, it's a little bit easier. Again, the stuff that I'm doing here, guys, is what I strongly encourage you to just mess around with. Just mess around with, develop the relationship with the sound. Like your ear needs to adjust to the sound, okay? Play your minor major scale, your F minor major scale. Right? So we have a minor and a major seven up top. Play thirds, right? However you want to play it. Drop two voicings you can do. Right? All these different types of things. I guess that diminished won't work, but all these different light types of lines, I'm not going to go into that, but there's our four minor. Okay. Again, you can think about that as like the, um, again, the RE chord, the heart chord, the love chord. Okay. Now from here, we're going down to the third, right? But we have a C over top. So instead of an, a regular three chord in jazz is an E minor seven. Now listen to that. That's a jazz chord. Gospel. Jazz gospel <laughs> right you feel the difference there so let me play this full line again let me pull these five these six measures actually i'll play the the next chord too goes up to that d which is a little bit more uplifting right because we're going into that kind of sharp key which is a little more joyous okay jacob collier collier talks about the sharps as being like the sun coming out and the flat keys as being like kind of the darker cloudier keys right so as we go from the c over e which is kind of neutral definitely creates like a brightness right like the you've just opened the blinds and the sun has come out right so here we go this is from line three beautiful i mean just there's no sevenths in there we're always striving to play these sevenths and colors but we can get such rich soulful sounds over just triads right triads and over stacked over uh different types of bass notes you know and movements and things like that so it goes back to the two now there's a right that's a very common gospel pro uh, progression that doesn't really do that here but it does something similar right because this f leads to our b flat seven sharp 11 but we go f Okay, so instead of kind of doing this, or instead of going, right, we have an F over A, which actually brings us, so it's like an F chord, but we just have the third in the bass, like I've talked about. This brings us into the B flat seven sharp 11, right? Again, so it's a harmony, it's a triad stacked over the third, two, four over the third, okay? Going to our B flat seven sharp 11. Isn't that beautiful? So let me play the first, that first A section there for you guys. Okay, here we go. One, two, three, 
two. Well, I don't need to count it off. Here we go. <laughs> I love this chord. A little stronger now, right? Very, very, very beautiful stuff. So there's a lot just in that first little section there, okay? Now, as I continue downward, we got a lot of the same stuff here, We're going for our two minor to our six minor to the four, okay? Very, very standard stuff. Um, we get to this B flat major here, which is completely out of the key, right? The B flat major, seven, um, and we walk down to the F major seven. So that's kind of like a walk down to the four chord, which is a nice thing, right? You know, so we're, we're essentially, you're kind of like in the key of F there for one. You're on the four chord, three, six, or th four, three, two, one, right? Going down to that F major. And then, excuse me, it goes to the two. Here's our kind of like walk up again that I was showing you. This happens a lot. Two minor. One over three, going to the four. Okay. But it doesn't go to the four again. It goes to the flat seven there again, right? Right? So very, very common. And again, you want to use these reharms while you're playing, right? Two, three, instead of going to the four, maybe you skip the four and you go straight to the flat seven like it does here. Okay, very, very cool thing to use. So a lot of that continues to happen. A really cool, nice change that I like here is finally the chart adds in a minor seven, or excuse me, a full, yeah, full minor seven, a full two five kind of progression, more of a jazz progression. So we have this. This is in the, uh, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, the seventh line down, measure 26. There's our one over five again. Now we have this, right? So we have a full minor seven. This is a jazz chord here, right? Or however you want to play it. I don't know what the best voicing is if I keep that top love that. I love that. So we go from the one over five to the four minor, like a two five. Very, very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. So besides just sitting on the four minor, you can make it a two five, right? And then finally back to the one, or in this case, they go to the one over the five again to keep it open, right? D over F sharp. We learned this. That's all the same. Okay, um, now the one other thing I want to talk about real quick before I go to the second page is that we have this D minor here. Now, this took me so long to transcribe. And what happens here is that this is uh, basically, let me see, one, two, three, four. I guess we can go by measures, 34, 35, 36. Measure 36 here. Uh, basically, we have the D minor 7. Then we have A minor, C sharp diminish, D minor. 
That should be a C over E. Going to the F major 7. So what happens here is we have, basically we have this D minor going to F major 7. Now, if you think about it in terms of uh, like that, right? You have your 2 minor 7 going to your 4 major 7. So anytime you have your 2 minor 7 going to your 4 major 7, here's a good time to kind of throw in bits and pieces or this full type of movement to get you to your 4 chord. So essentially what happens is your A minor is more like a pivot back to the D minor, okay? So we are on the D minor here, right? All five to one progressions, um, you know, five, five to one progression is a strong progression that happens naturally in music. So my A minor wants to resolve to my D minor. That's a five, right? Because it's the progression of a fifth, right? Now, you can also use that in, very, in numerous different ways, right? From if you're sitting on A minor, you can easily resolve to D minor. If you're on D minor, you can use the A minor as more of like a pivot. Like you'll hear this a lot in bebop. People will go, right? It's like a pivot. They're using A7 as a pivot. D minor, A7, like they're just going to A7 for a second. It's like leaving D minor and going right back because the A7 leads us right back to the D minor. Right? So if I'm soloing, You know, that's how you get all these different types of ins and outs movements. Right? You get all these different types of movements pivoting instead of just staying on D minor, right? There's only so much. I mean, there's a lot you can do over D minor, but adding in these reharms, going to the pivot chord, gives you movement through your lines, right? If I had two measures of D minor, <coughs> excuse me. I don't just have to solo over D minor. I can add that A7 in because it brings me back to D minor. You guys get that? So and when and the same thing for the A minor, even though it's not a dominant chord, the A minor, just by fact, pure fact of the resolution of a five to one, um, you know, um, relationship uh, leads us back to that D chord. So what we have here is we're going to the D. Now, instead of going from the A minor back to the D, we use a half-step approach diminished chord, which can be done for any minor chord. Right? So any minor chord in jazz is a really nice thing to do. Basically, if you check that, check out this chord, right? What does this chord look like to you? This is a C-sharp diminished chord. If I put C-sharp in the bass, it's a C-sharp diminished chord. If I put an A in the bass, what chord is this? It's an A7 flat 9 chord, right? Essentially the same chord. Now again, our A7 flat 9 also brings us back to D minor. Our C sharp diminished brings us to D minor. It's all about the bass note, guys, right? You see that? So if I play a bass note here, that's giving us a half step. That leads us back into the D. This is giving us a fifth. That leads us back to, into the D. So it doesn't really matter. So by playing A minor, going to the C sharp diminished, there are just two pivot chords that are delaying the resolution to get us back to D minor, right? A minor, C sharp diminished. Now we finally resolved back to our D minor, the original chord we started on, but now we're adding one more movement chord before we get into the F major seven. So this should be C over E. It says G over E in the chart, uh, but it should be C over E. There's our, right, one over three, which leads us to our F major seven chord, right? Our four chord. So here's the, the progression, one, two, a minor, C sharp diminished, excuse me. Right? So look at we have we have one chord per eighth note beat in the last two beats of that. It's just it's amazing. One, two, three, four. I 
Actually, I'm counting eighth notes here. Sorry. So one, two, three, and four, and one. Right? Or even if you make that a try, it's a nice sound too. Do it one more time. One, and two, and three, and four, and one. How beautiful is that? I mean, even if we do it slower. One, and two, and It's, it's gorgeous, gorgeous stuff here. Okay, so that was a lot of explaining to do, but um, well worth it. Um, let me see, let me see. I'm gonna look through the rest. Okay, another cool part here is on the second page. We have this weird transition. When I first analyzed this, I was like, wow. You know, I was like, oh man. Like I hadn't, I, I don't use this much, but it's just a, it's an amazing thing to do. So we have this build on the top of the second page. So we have this F sharp minor seven flat five. Going to B flat six. Now what is that? Right, so you have this these types of movements that are so, so nice, it's amazing. So the F sharp minor seven flat five, B seven, right? What's happening here is that the B seven okay, is a tritone of the of an F chord, right? So B7 can be replaced for an F chord. So if we think about it in terms of the B7 as being an F chord, it makes sense because F, right, goes down to our B flat six. That's just a common five to one progression, okay? But since there's a B7 chord there, that's absolutely possible, right? So instead of playing a five to one, right, we can use our tritone sub and we can play B7 to B flat six. That makes sense. Now the F sharp minor seven flat five chord, okay, is simply the minor two to the B7, right? So instead of just playing this to here, we simply add in the relative two minor with a flat five, and then we go to the one, right? Super, super cool stuff. Okay, so instead of doing our regular back to E minor, we go, okay, really, really cool stuff. So again, if you were to take this and use it in jazz, for example, you would play, you could play D minor, G, right? And then go down by a half step into your G flat major. So you can take any two five. And this is great for writing compositional purposes as well if you wanna move or transfer keys, right? Or you can continue the progression, right? So you can move through the keys using this kind of two, five, two, five, right? Two, five, right? And then just keep going. You know, it's a, it's an amazing thing. Let me see here. Two, five, two, five, two, five, two. Wait, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So B flat minor, E flat. But actually you get, depending upon the key you start, you come back to D minor, right? You see that? So two, five. So then we go down by half step. Two, five, two, five. And then we're back to D minor again. So it circles. But we don't need to continue it all the time, obviously. Two, five, one. That's what's happening here. But I love the minor seven flat five sound. Or if you go, sorry. You do that. You know, that's what's happening here. Now this little progression here is we have B flat six, right? Not the major seven. Right, the six is a very nice chord. This is just the tritone, right? That leads us to the next chord, the A flat. So instead of doing this, 
and then going to E flat, A flat six, right? We have this, tritone, A flat six. Now in this chart, right, in the chord, they go to the one over the five again, but if you were to continue that progression, you could go, right, down to that, right? You'd use your G7, another tritone. Okay, but again, they have the one over five here going to the, finally they use a four minor major seven instead of the, right? They actually go to a four minor major seven down to the one over three. We know all that stuff. So a lot, a lot of cool stuff here, guys. That was, um, <clears throat> I just want to play this last movement down here. That was, we're going to, I'm going to wrap it up right now, but <clears throat> the very last movement is a, a really cool thing. So eventually the chart comes down. I'd urge you to listen to the song too, because it's absolutely phenomenal. Gene Moore. Uh, recover. So it goes, it, it, they obviously they go to this breakdown and it's been, and then it's just piano and voice. Two. And G Moore's singing over this. So the other thing I want to point out in this last progression is, um, couple things obviously the slash chords this chord is beautiful right like as a walk-up you can use these back and forth now like you should learn how to move if you're playing if you want to play more church style movement you should learn how to move up and down using these types of or sorry <laughs> right as i screw up right right so one if you're going to go to the seven you want to move down right you're going to play the five over the seven you can go to either six here or four over six, right? This leads us a little bit differently into the one over the five. You hear that? So if I went to six here, that's a different progression than this, right? Four or four minor, right? Now again, two minor over the four is a different type of feeling than this, right? Because we have the six in there. Okay. So all these different type of variations make a huge difference. If I do this, right, that's going to be different than this. You hear the difference there? Like this, this, this four C just using a try gives us more of a stable feeling. This wants to move because of the six, just a little bit, a hair more, right? To maybe sharp forward diminished this you know so there's so many different variations of colors and things like that you can get into but anyway this four over uh the six is a very very nice chord that's used a lot in this ending type of progression right so we have one two three four and one two three four minor sorry i played a six on there okay back up to the four major Right, so they're walking down and walking back up with the use of these triads. And again, it's creating this amazing gospel type feel, right? They skip this note, right? They go straight to the six, then to the five, the four minor, one over three, <coughs> four major. Okay, back to the one over five, four over six, right? Here's our five over the seven. And that's it. This whole thing just continuously builds. It's amazing. Like check play. I'd urge you to play the rest of the chart and work with it <clears throat> to see how it changes. 
here's the next line. Now we go to the four minor, but then we go to the six minor. So you hear the difference there? Now it says A minor there. Even the A minor seven or A minor is gonna be such a difference. Like when you go to four minor, instead of going to this, right? It's such a difference than this. It creates a it's a different depth, right? It's a different different depth of the soul. One, two. Right? Here's my four minor, and then here's my six minor. It's like, oh, oh, that's different, right? That's different. Four, right? Now, the cool thing is here, they actually go from your one over, again, the, the one over five is a sus, but it gives a different feeling than there's no seven on this chord, right? You have this E natural is kind of like a six to the sus, right? A 13, almost, if you want to speak jazz terms. Listen to the difference between this. Here's my four over my five, and here's my one over my four, uh, over my five. Right? So completely different sound. So what happens here on the end of this, let me see, measure 64, right? I'll play from measure 63. So we have the upbeat, two, four. So basically you can do a quick, right? Just a quick sus, G sus in there. Then to the four minor. That's the only time in the whole chart they use more of an actual seventh chord. This is a, a G7 sus sound. This is more of a jazz sus chord rather than this, right? And then back up to this, right? Let me see if anything changes. Back to A minor. No. So basically, it's all a variation, a mixture. Oh, another light, another cool thing. All right. The very last thing, and I'm going to let you guys go. This has been a long podcast, but a lot of great, great stuff in here is on the very, the second to last line, we have the A minor, we have the four, oh, this is so great. This is the only thing I haven't talked about. So there's the four minor we're using, but what happens here, right? What happens? What are they doing? Right? It's the same principle that I've talked about in the very, very beginning. They're taking the four minor, but they're putting the third in the bass, the flat six. Right, so you can play your four minor here, which is stable, right? Having the one in the bass as the root is always going to be more stable than the third. The third opens it up, right? And the fifth, you can put the fifth in the bass as well, right? These are all more classical theory types of movements, okay? And again, I'm not going to get into all that, but... <clears throat> so we have the second to last line. We have one, two, three, four, and one, two, three... Right? Four minor over the third. So beautiful. You know, you can do all sorts of stuff with these types of movements. I mean, so they're just beautiful. They're beautiful. And again, you know, what's funny is that, uh, more of the modern guys, Gerald, Robert Glasper, um, different people like that. Um, Aaron parks, um, they're, they're using these different types of movements that are actually more traditional. You know what I mean? So, uh, stuff that, you know, Gerald's mixing in is more, it's simple. Uh, you hear this a lot at Brad's playing. Instead of playing seventh chords, we'll keep it simple. Keith does this a lot too. 
when he's soloing, maybe over a blues, right? And then he might go to the four minor over the C, right? If the bass player stays on the C, right? type of stuff to go for the grasp the beauty i'll leave you guys with this to grasp like really really the essence of the beauty of the harmony go simple right take take more out of your playing right instead of playing these huge lush seventh chords right if you want simple pure and innocent and vulnerable right in your playing more of like more painful kind of if i may just go for simple right just use triads it's okay to use triads in jazz right And when you're soloing, right, if you're going for more just like that kind of true essence, you know, of something, even if we're swinging this, So, hope you guys got a lot out of it. That was a lot of fun. I love gospel. I absolutely just adore it. I've listened to it for so much. It just it gives such a great feeling in the soul. I love the movements they use. It's absolutely fantastic. And those drummers are just pff, absurd. <laughs> so, uh, again, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, as always, be sure to check out Jazz Piano School. Be sure to check out our services that we offer. Our main course curriculum, our specialty courses, and our lab are all currently available. So go to jazzpianoschool.com and check them out. And feel free to email us at support at jazzpianoschool.com if you have any questions about anything we offer, any of the material that I am going over here today. So as always, thank you so much for joining me and happy practicing.